Arise, shine, your light has come. Light up Latrobe on 103.9 Life FM. that is set to connect you with the Word of God and the world that you live in. You are listening to Augustine Arogun. Augustine Arogun is the pastor of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Abundant Life Parish, Moi. You are listening to this program from 103.9 Life FM, Gippsland, and we trust God that today the Lord will speak to you and do what only him can do in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. This wonderful moment, we want to consider a very interesting topic. And by the special grace of God, this topic will go across few weeks because we are dealing with part one of it today. The title of this episode is What You Refused to Fix Will Fix You. What You Refused to Fix Will Fix You. As I mentioned, we will look at different things across many weeks over this particular topic. Just to do justice to this topic that we are considering, let's look at what does it mean to fix something. To fix up means to repair or change something in order to improve it or make it right. So if there are changes you're supposed to make in your life and you refuse to make such changes, don't wait till that changes fix you in a wrong way. What you refuse to fix will fix you. And our anchor scripture for this part one of this series is Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. And I'm reading from New King James Version. It reads thus. Now, The man Moses was very humble, more than all men who are on the face of the earth. 
when we look at the quality that the Bible described in the life of Moses there, we will see that it's something that everybody needs to pray for in life. Humility is a good instrument in the life of any man, not only believers alone. Anyone that is humble has a great value upon his or her life. But we want to look at something that may devalue this quality in the life of a man. Hallelujah. We want to look at things that we need to fix in our lives, that if we fail to fix them, they may become a very useful instrument in the hands of the devil, our enemies. And that can devalue the good qualities that God has given unto us as his children. As highly anointed as Moses was, as greatly humbled as the Bible described Moses, there is a weakness in his life that he did not pay attention to. He refused to fix this weakness in his life. Let me correct myself. Maybe he did not even know that that was a weakness in him. So because he did not know, so he did not pay attention to it so that it can be fixed. Don't forget what we are looking at in this episode is what you refused to fix will fix you. As humbled as Moses were in his time, he had weakness, and that weakness was anger. But the surprising part here is, how can a humble person be living with anger and that is not checked? And by and by, this particular person still continue to do the work of God, continue to relate with God, continue to obey God, continue to do things that will make God happy. Yet, the weakness was hiding in his life. Yes, the Bible says Moses was very humble. But I can show you at least about five or six times that Moses had gotten angry seriously. Careful attention was not paid to this. What you refuse to fix will fix you. So in the part one of this episode, we will look at anger and we will use Moses as a very key personality in doing justice to this weakness in the life of men. Psalm 37 verse 8 says, Stop being angry 
turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. I repeat, and that was quoted from New Living Translation of the Holy Bible. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Though the Bible says Moses was very humbled, and more than all men who were on the face of the earth, yet he had problem with anger. Let me show you some of the places in the Bible where Moses displayed his anger. Number one, in Exodus chapter 2, verses 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. Exodus 2, 11 to 15, I read, One day, after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Looking this way and that and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. The next day, he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, Why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? The man said, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, What I did must have become known. Verse 15. When Pharaoh heard of this, he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian where he sat down by a well. Obviously, at the first demonstration of this weakness in the life of Moses, and looking at the consequence of the display of anger, Moses supposed to have cried to the Lord that God should heal him or deliver him from anger. But little attention was considered on this weakness in his life. Don't forget that Bible says in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, that Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Yet he killed someone, a humble man with a weakness, and that weakness overpowered the good value. So, beloved, regardless of how good you are, regardless of how kind you may be, regardless of those good values in you, please pay attention to every weakness that is discovered in you. If not that Moses escaped, Pharaoh would have killed him. And for the fact that he escaped the wrath of Pharaoh, he's supposed to have paid attention 
to the anger in his life. Don't forget that it was in that where Moses escaped to that God still called him into ministry. God still called Moses to come and be the one that will lead his people from Egypt to the promised land. The quality that was in Moses was too good that God cannot ignore him and still went ahead and called him to make him the leader of his people and in particular the one that will lead his children out of the slavery land to the promised land. Yet, Moses did not pay attention to the weakness of his life. After the call of God in his life, God ensured that he went back to Egypt so that he can start the process of delivering his people from slavery land and take them and lead them to the promised land. Number two, where Moses displayed anger. If you look at Exodus chapter 11, verse 8. Exodus chapter 11, verse 8. Don't forget by now, Moses has now started his ministry. Moses is now in the assignment of the Lord, but there was still this weakness hiding in his life. After God's powerful demonstrations in bringing plagues upon the land of Egypt, Moses declared God's final judgment on stubborn Pharaoh. That is in Exodus chapter 11. But verse 8 says that Moses went out from Pharaoh in a great anger because Pharaoh was so stubborn. Moses demonstrated anger because the Bible recorded there that Moses went out from Pharaoh in a great anger. Not just little anger this time around, in a great anger. Let us read a full version of that scripture. That is Exodus chapter 11. I will read 1 to 8. Now the Lord had said to Moses, and I'm reading from New International Version of the Holy Bible. Now the Lord had said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh on, and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. And when he does, he will drive you out completely. Tell the people that men and women alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold. Verse 3. The Lord made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people, and Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and by the people. Verse 4. So Moses said, This is what the Lord says about midnight, I will go throughout Egypt. Verse 5. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on the throne, to the firstborn son of the female slave, who is at her hand mill, and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. Verse 6, There will be loud wailing throughout Egypt, 
worse than there has ever been or ever will be again. Verse 7, But among the Israelites, not a dog will bark at any person or animal. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. Look at verse 8 now. Verse 8, All these officials of yours will come to me, bowing down before me and saying, Go, you and all the people who follow you. After that, I will leave. Then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. Beloved, please let us consider this. What was the justification of anger of Moses here? It was God that told him, Go and deliver this message to Pharaoh. Tell Pharaoh what I will do next if you don't allow my people to go. That, all the firstborn, both the one of the king, the servant, every firstborn in Egypt will die. And Moses went, delivered the message. But the Bible says in verse 8 that then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. What was the justification? Is Moses was Moses not a messenger who's supposed to just deliver the message and then go? But because that weakness was on him, he still exercised a bit of that weakness, anger. Don't forget, what you refused to fix will fix you. That was number two. Anger displayed by Moses. I will still show you more. But let us consider in these two examples that we have shown, uh, that we have presented in the life of Moses, of which was Moses justified to have allowed anger to boil even through him so seriously. Number one, because he was angry, what that Egyptian did to the Hebrew, he killed a person. <laughs> May the Lord continue to help us. Are you listening to this message and you have anger with you? Or anger is a common neighbor to you and you are not doing anything about it? What you refused to fix will fix you. I pray that you will fix this problem now before it's too late. Let us look at another time that Moses displayed anger in his life. Don't forget that Bible still refer to Moses in Numbers chapter 12 verse 3 that now the man Moses was very humble more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Beloved, I am I am suggest that I am suggesting that you consider this message so seriously. It does not matter how good you are. It does not matter your title. It does not matter how great you are. If there's still any weakness in you, deal with it. Fix it before that weakness fix you. Let's look at the third 
example, there was a case of these three people in the Bible, Korah, Datam, and Abiram. Korah, Datam, and Abiram. Let us look at the encounter of these three people with Moses. In Numbers chapter 16, verses 15, and then from 28 to 33. Numbers 16, we will read verse 15 first. Verse 15 of Numbers 16 says, Then Moses became very angry and said to the Lord, Do not accept their offering. I have not taken so much as a donkey from them, nor have I wronged any of them. Beloved, let us look at the gravity of each time anger is displayed by Moses. In the first one that we cited, it was during the time that an Egyptian was having issue with Israelite. It wouldn't have been a little anger that came out of Moses to the tomb that he killed the person. It would have been a great anger. Then if we look at second example, in Exodus chapter 11, verse 8, when God sent Moses to go and deliver a message to Pharaoh, verse 8 stated that hot anger, Moses left Pharaoh in hot anger, that is, that weakness was not just ordinary weakness, it's a weakness that whenever it passed on Moses, it normally comes out in a very strong way, yet Moses did not pay attention to that. The third example, in Numbers chapter 16, verse 15, the Bible says that Moses became very angry, not just angry, very angry. And look at what happened here. Let's read verses 28, 29, 30 through to 33. Number 16 from 28 to 33. Then Moses said, this is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these things that it was not my idea. If these men die a natural death and suffer the fate of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. You can see that verses 28 and 29, that that was a show of anger. Because he was so angry that he does not want these people to die a natural death. Look at verse 30. But if God brings about something totally new, and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them with everything that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the realm of the dead, then you will know that these men have treated the Lord with contempt. 
as soon, verse 31 now say, as soon as he finished saying all this, the ground under them split apart, and the earth opened its mouth, and swallowed them and their households. And all these associated, all those associated with Korah, together with their possessions, they went down alive into the realm of the dead. With everything they owned, the earth closed over them, and they perished, and were gone from the community. Hmm. To some people here, Moses has demonstrated great anointing of God, but the weakness residing inside Moses just took an occasion there. And that was how this severe verdict was declared upon Korah, Datham, and Abiram. Moses forgetting that he was a person of authority. Verse 31 says, As soon as Moses finished talking, the ground under them split apart, and these people were swallowed. Anger. Anger. Weakness in the life of a man is dangerous. Oh, are you there? People are celebrating your weakness and you are happy and you don't know that it is a problem for you tomorrow. Oh, maybe you are the type that whenever authority is given to you, you use your authority to oppress people. You are demonstrating to people that you know how to use your authority. Not knowing that it is a weakness because you have now been using it to oppress others. And you refuse to fix it. What you refuse to fix will eventually fix you. Don't forget that Moses was still considered a very humbled person. Yet, there was this weakness inside of him that he did not deal with. Moses was the same person that if God wants to get angry with people, he will go face down and begin to plead to God. But occasionally, when this weakness surfaces, when this weakness come out of Moses, it is, it is always a severe and very, very strong way that this weakness always manifests. Let me give you another example still on Moses. Why this weakness, anger in him manifests. In Exodus chapter 32, verses 15 to 19, 15 through to 19, Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God, engraved on the tablet. Hey, what happened here? 
the Israelites were doing something sinful. But Moses was coming down with something important in his hands. Moses was coming down with direct handwriting of God on a tablet. Moses had privilege of seeing God writing with his hand before him. And that was handed over to him. Look at what happened in verse, uh, verses 17 through to 19. When Joshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moses, There is the sound, sound of war in the camp. Moses replied, It is not the sound of victory. It is not the sound of defeat. It is the sound of singing that I hear. Verse 19. When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned. I repeat that. His anger burned and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf the people had made and burned it in the fire, then he ground it to powder, scattered it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. <laughs> what a show of anger. Don't forget a valuable tablet written directly from God was handed over to him. Moses was angry. He did not remember that that tablet was not ordinary tablet. He did not remember that that was a privileged instrument, privileged tool handed over to him, written directly by God. But the Bible says, his anger, <laughs> his anger burned, and he threw the tablets out of his hands. He broke it into pieces. Not only that, because Moses was very angry, the calf that the people molded or made as idol, he burnt it, he grounded it, and then made it to powder and pour it in water and then make Israelite to drink the water. What a show of anger. Yet, Moses was a humble man. Yet, Moses was a humble man. Hey, beloved, I am bringing this to your attention today to pay attention to that weakness in your life. Hey, you may be celebrating that weakness, but don't wait till this weakness fix you. What you refuse to fix will eventually fix you. All this time, God was noticing this weakness in the life of Moses. Would you think God was happy when Moses killed someone? Well, he escaped for almost 40 years. You would have thought that he would have been a changed man. Yet, that anger was still 
residing inside of him. God sent him a message. He went and delivered the message. And then he went out in anger for no reason at all. <laughs> I'm not sure if you are paying attention to this that we are saying concerning Moses. Again, some people rebel against him. Korah, Datam, and Abiram. In anger, Moses decree that these people will not die natural death. And that was exactly what happened. In anger, some men of God, they have altered statements they're supposed not to alter. And they have destroyed destinies. They have caused unnecessary, unwarranted uh, situation to happen in the life of people. Beloved, what is that weakness in you? What is that weakness in you? Are you going to fix it? Or you will wait until that weakness fixes you or fixes you? I pray that as you are listening to this message, you are ruminating within yourself. More importantly, those that have anger as weakness in them. Would you do something about it now before this anger fixes you? Moses, a humble man, yet with a weakness that he did not pay attention to. I am pleading and I am begging. I am trusting God that after this message, if there is any anger in you, you will go and cry to the Lord that God should deliver you from that spirit of anger. Don't forget, Moses was humbled than all men put together, yet weakness in his life did not allow him to enjoy to the fullest that great value in him. Yes, I've cited four examples. Let us look at one more. In Numbers chapter 20, uh, Numbers 20, from 9, let's read it to verse 12. Hallelujah. I read, Now there was no water for the community, and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled, and Mo they quarreled with Moses and said, If only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord, why did you bring the Lord's community into this wilderness that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place. It has no grain or figs, grapevines, or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of the meeting and fell face down, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, Take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron, gather the assembly together, 
speak to that rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community, so they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence, just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock. And Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out, and the community and their livestock drank. Verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give them. Hey! What a calamity! Why did Moses need to wait till this time before he did something about this anger? Don't forget in this instruction, when God gave him instruction, God told him, go and speak to the rock. God did not ask him to go and strike the rock. But Moses had the instruction of what to do from the Lord. He took the staff as God has commanded him. But that weakness in him started bubbling. He appeared before the Israelite. I now say, you, listen, you rebels. Must we bring you water out of this rock? And then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock. Moses would have struck that rock in his anger. Not once, but twice. Oh, beloved, are you going to do something about this weakness in your life? Are you going to wait without doing anything about it? Don't forget what you refuse to fix will fix you. Moses refused to fix the anger in his life. That anger feasted him. Moses is supposed to be the one that will take Israelite to the promised land, but that little weakness in him could not permit him to get to the promised land. Ah, what a loss. How can you see a humble man like this got defeated by the weakness in his life? And this is typical example of what we see in the life of many Christians and even many unbelievers. Some people have good values in them. But the weakness in them, they did not pay attention to it. And that is warring against the good values in them. If you look at 
Deuteronomy chapter 3, verses 23 to 28, Moses pleaded with God, God, please reverse this, your verdict on me. Don't forget, because if you don't read that Bible passage very well, you would think that the verdict upon Moses was just too much, too harsh. God has been putting on with him while he was displaying this anger from one level to the other. Yet, he was still a humble person. What is the weakness in your life? that you are not dealing with now? What is that weakness that you fail to deal with now? I pray that that weakness will not deal with you. But for the weakness not to deal with you, deal with the weakness now. Look at what happened in Deuteronomy chapter 3, 23 to 28. Let us read it. At that time, I pleaded, verse 23, that was Moses saying, at that time, I pleaded with the Lord. And look at how he pleaded. Verse 24, say, Sovereign Lord, you have begun to show to your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth, who can do the deeds and mighty works you do? Let me go over and see the good land beyond the Jordan. That, that fine hill country and, and Lebanon. 26. But because of you, the Lord was angry with me and would not listen to me. That is enough. The Lord said, do not speak to me anymore about this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah and look west and north and south and east. Look at the land with your own eyes. Since you are not going to cross this Jordan, but commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him. For he will lead these people across and will cause them to inherit the land that you will see. So we stayed in the valley near Beth Pera. Oh my God. If you read this Bible passage, you will cry for Moses. After all that God has done through him, after how he surrendered himself to the Lord, for the Lord to use him for his glory, the weakness upon his life did not allow Moses to see the harvest of what he planted. Anger took him away from among of those that will enter the promised land. Hmm. Beloved, are you listening to this message? And you don't want to do something about that weakness in your life? Don't forget what you refused to fix will fix you. Let me share a personal encounter of how God taught me or how God revealed to me 
what anger is. Hallelujah. Sometimes, some years back, I don't know what happened. Maybe I wanted to get angry over a matter. Or I have actually gotten angry. I can't remember. But I remember what God showed to me in Revelation. Because God wanted to deliver me from spirit of anger. The Lord opened my eyes in Revelation. In that Revelation, I saw someone who was driving on a highway. This driver was driving very carefully. And there were people around as this person was driving. And I think there was hold up in that revelation that requires this, the other person, to drive slowly. Now there was another driver. All these was God revealing things to me. There was another driver who drove past this other driver that was driving carefully. And this driver drove very roughly and with high speed. And almost hit the other driver that was driving carefully. The driver that was driving carefully felt offended. And got angry in the way that the other driver drove past him. Then he decided to pursue the careless driver. This careful driver, because he was angry, matched his turtle with a very force. He revved so high on a high speed to cash up with the other careless driver. Because he pressed the throttle of his car so high, and the car was on a high speed, he lost control of the car. This was God revealing things to me. The car somersaulted. This is the car of the careful driver. Now, because he was angry, he wanted to catch up with the, uh, the the careless driver. He matched his turtle so hard, and he lost control of his car. His car somersaulted with the four tires of his car turned upside down or faced up. The annoying part was that the careless driver did not even understand that someone was angry the way he drove or someone was running after him. The careless driver did not even realize that someone else had had an accident because of him. In that revelation, I was asked a question. Who was at loss in this scenario? <laughs> I said it was the careful driver because he got angry. He wanted to pursue the careless driver. He pressed his throttle so high that his car moved in a speed that made him to lose control. And eventually he had an accident. 
his car was right off. The careless one did not even understand anything. <laughs> Beloved, what God revealed to me about anger was what I just explained to you or relate to you. Anger came when you overpressed the total of your, of your emotions and make you to lose control of your attitude, your actions, and reactions. If you fail to fix this, you may destroy the good things you have. You may destroy the good values you have. You may have an accident in your relationship with people or with your loved ones. Hmm. Would you allow God to fix this for you? Are you nursing anger and you are celebrating it? Are you going to allow God to fix this for you? Are you ready to surrender that anger in your life now before it is too late? Remember, Moses supposed to have prayed to God to heal him or deliver him of anger before the anger feast him. This is your own opportunity to fix this in your life now before it fixes you in a wrong shape. What you refused to fix will fix you. I'm going to make utter call now. If you are listening to this message and this message is striking a chord in you. Please let us pray. Father, I just pray for everyone listening to this message right now that exhibits anger or that occasionally manifests anger or that periodically, constantly manifests anger. I pray, Lord, that you will deliver anyone in this category and let anger be far away from them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you will not allow anger to drive these people away from your presence. Father, please help us to fix this in our lives so that this will not fix us. Almighty and never-living God, accept, please, this is our prayer, and answer us back with breakthrough in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe you are listening to this message. You don't even know Jesus. Maybe you don't even know God. Because it is only God that can help you to deal with any weakness in your life. Maybe your weakness is different. But whatever weakness you have, today we are dealing with anger. We are using Moses as example. Maybe you want God to help you or to deliver you from anger. I am inviting you to saving grace of the Lord Jesus. Don't forget, Moses was humble, but this weakness was inside of him. You may have good values, you may have good morals. You may be the one that is the most quiet person in your family. 
yet you have a weakness in you. If you have Jesus, Jesus can help you fix this. Jesus can send the Holy Spirit to you who will teach you all things, who will guide you through all systems of life. If you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I am inviting you now so that God can help you to deal with the weakness of your life. Don't forget what you refuse to fix will fix you. You don't want your weakness to fix you. That is why I am inviting you today. Please, come to the saving grace of Christ Jesus. Please, repeat after me if you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to listen to your word. Dear Lord, I ask you to forgive me all my sins where I have been celebrating my weakness instead of crying to you to deal with it for me. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, I am inviting you afresh into my life now. Please help me, accept me as one of yours. As I surrender to you, let me continue to live with you. Let me reign with you till the end. And in the end, let me continue to reign with you in heaven. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Thank you for listening to this message. If this message has blessed you, you can write to us via our email, light at lightupaustralia.com. I repeat, light at lightupaustralia.com. All one word, light without S, light at lightupaustralia.com. And we will surely reply to you. Don't forget, this is part one of this episode. What you refused to fix will fix you. Next week, by the special grace of God, we will look at another part of this. And I am trusting God that God will deal with every weakness in you. God bless. Remain blessed. Next week will be another time to bring before you another message of light. God bless you. Bye. Don't miss out. Listen to Light Up Latrobe, a weekly program that connects you from the world to the word.
light up Latrobe, a light from Latrobe to Gippsland and all over Australia. Don't miss out. Listen to Light Up Latrobe, a weekly program that connects you from the world to the word on 103.9 Life FM.